Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. Every now and then I hop in here and I like to do a solo episode just talking about my own experience growing my own brand. Um, I've done episodes about the online shop and how to do Instagram giveaways and all kinds of stuff. And today I am sharing my expertise on doing a brand photo shoot, either for your pet brand or for yourself. It might be for your social media or your website or your online store. I have a ton of experience doing photo shoots both for Wear, Wag, Repeat, and then also, I sometimes talk about this on the podcast, but I also work as a model and actress on commercials and photo shoots here in Pittsburgh, and sometimes I even travel for that kind of work. So I have worked on a ton of photo shoots pretty much from every angle. (laughs) Even years ago, um, when I was in college, I worked at a local magazine, and I was... um, kind of, uh, I did everything at that magazine, but I would assist on photo shoots and, and help with styling a little bit and booking models and sourcing props and that kind of stuff. So I've literally worked on pretty much every different side of a photo shoot that you can imagine. So today I'm going to share some of my advice about finding photographers, locations, picking out your wardrobe, planning a shot list, advice for posing with your dog. Um, And then I'll also talk about how you can kind of make the most out of your photos once you get them delivered. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Okay, so if you're gonna do a photo shoot, uh, probably the most important thing is you need a photographer. Step one. (laughs) Um, So a photographer can be a friend, a family member, or maybe you hire somebody. Um, Typically, I will work with the same photographers over and over again here in Pittsburgh. I have a few that I just really enjoy working with. Um, For me, since I'm always shooting with my dogs, it's really important that I have someone who likes dogs and understands how to get their attention. So I've worked with people before who... um, I, you know, I got the photos back and like Lucy wasn't looking at the camera in any of them. Um, and it's because that person just didn't really understand that you need to, you know, make little noises. You need to call their name. You need to do certain things to get their attention. So I really like working with photographers who have their own dogs and have some experience photographing their dogs and other people's dogs. I think it just ends up a lot better. So if you also have a pet brand, I would recommend looking for somebody who has worked with pets because photographing pets is just different than photographing people or products or anything like that. It takes a little different skill set. Um, so, so that would be my advice. Um, once you do find someone, I would recommend that you uh, ask them how they charge. Um, some photographers will charge by the hour. They'll say, you know, we're going to do a one-hour photo shoot and it costs X amount or a two-hour photo shoot and it costs X amount. Other people that I've worked with in the past um, who who work with a lot of different like fashion bloggers, I used to, you know, hire people who worked with fashion bloggers before. And they would charge based on the look. 
So they would say, you know, we'll do uh, one hour or four outfit changes or something like that. Uh, and they would charge according to that. And then some people also charge based on how the images are going to be used later. So are they going to be used for social media? Do you only need low resolution images? It's really only going to be on social media and your website. Or do you plan on printing these images or using them on your packaging or something like that? People will probably charge you more if you're going to need high resolution, retouched, perfect images to use for packaging or advertisements in a magazine or something like that. Um, but if you're just using your images for social media content and maybe blog and website content, usually you, they won't charge as much. But again, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Um, and I, I like to compensate my photographers. I don't really like asking for things for free usually. Um, and so usually I'll hire photographers when I have a sponsored campaign that I'm working on. And then that way, the sponsored campaign will pay for the photographer and we can shoot the images I need for that, and then I can also shoot a whole bunch of other images for my own purposes. Um, so that's kind of a nice way to make the budget work for you. So um, that's that's how you kind of find a photographer and and find someone to work with. Now, location is the next important part of your photo shoot. Sometimes photographers have a location in mind, uh, and you can ask them, hey, do you have any favorite places that you've been wanting to shoot lately? Um, you know, they might have experience of what places photograph really well and what places don't. Um, usually, if a photographer is experienced, they'll kind of know the hot spots that are going to be crowded with like 10 other photo shoots on a Saturday, <laughs> and they can maybe advise you to avoid those locations and look for places that aren't going to be quite as busy. Especially if you're photographing with dogs, you want to consider that if you're going to a very busy, crowded place, it's going to be very hard to keep your dog's attention and to get them to sit and stay in a position long enough to photograph them. So you really want to consider your location. Uh, some advice that I have for this is to, you know, find some locations that you really like. Personally, I love looking for colorful walls. That's one of my favorite places to do photo shoots. Um, and there's lots of colorful walls around Pittsburgh, but they're all facing different directions, north, east, southwest. Uh, and so it's important to go scout your location at the time of day that you plan on doing your photo shoot. So this has happened to me many a time. I'll have some wall that I think, oh, this is going to be the perfect place. It'll be like this turquoise wall that I want to go to. But then I go there at 8 a.m. and I realize that it's getting the wrong kind of light, it's getting direct light, and I want indirect light for my photos. So it's really important that you go and check out your location at the time of day. Um, you never really want to do a photo shoot midday. You always want to do either early morning or in the evening because you're going to get much softer, better light. Um, and if your photographer knows what they're doing, they can do some really fun things, you know, around um, the sun coming up and kind of peeking around you or your dog or different scenery or things like that. But just in general, you want a softer light. Um, if you're in an urban environment, I think it's a great idea to head to an alleyway or something like that because you're going to have naturally just better diffused light in an alleyway instead of out on the main street where it's going to be harsher shadows uh, and just you know much higher contrast light on you and your dog and, and the different things that you're trying to photograph. So always look for that indirect lighting 
Um, and then I also try to find places that don't necessarily give away the season. Um, so some of my photo shoots are really clearly summery or really clearly wintry. But if I want my photos to last for a long time and be really versatile, I'll try to find locations that don't give away the season. So again, colorful walls are a really great place for that. Or shooting something indoors, either in your house or um, if there's a dog-friendly hotel or office space or lobby or something that you can go to where you can photograph indoors that won't necessarily give away the season and you can use those photos for a very long time. Of course, um, this is all kind of based on doing stuff on location. You might find a photographer who has a studio and you can shoot inside the studio, in which case a lot of a lot of this advice <laughs> won't really apply, but um, it is nice to get out there on location and find some interesting places to photograph. Okay, now speaking of seasonless and having versatile images, I want to talk a little bit about wardrobe. So, you know, I love style. If you've been following me and looking at my social media, then you know that I love style and wearing fun outfits. Um, so I put a lot of effort into the wardrobe for my photo shoots. I usually go to my closet first. And I'll try and find um, pieces that I already own that might fit for the particular location or the theme or the vibe that I'm going for. My next stop is I'll usually head over to like a TJ Maxx or Target and try to find things that fit in with the colors of either my brand or the colors of the location that I'm going to. Or, you know, if I'm trying to photograph a new, um, like a dog collar and leash set, maybe I'll look for a shirt that complements the colors that are already in that leash. Um, if you can find things that complement your own brand colors, these photos are going to work really, really well for brand marketing, and it's just going to reinforce um, the you know the branding of of your brand, basically. Your brand is comprised of not just your logo or your name, but it's also the colors and the vibe. Um, so maybe, you know, I love hot pink, but, you know, maybe a hot pink evening gown isn't really my brand, but a hot pink puffer coat is totally my brand. And that's really fun. And it's something that I can wear out walking my dogs and have fun with, but it still is going to really pop on the camera. And it's really going to just speak, wear, wag, repeat to people. So I'll go online and, and look at ASOS.com um, and you know, different websites, like sometimes J. Crew Outlet has good things or the Nordstrom Rack will have good things. So you can find stuff that's like inexpensive. That is the key. You don't want to spend a lot of money, I don't think, on the wardrobe for your photo shoots. But just find inexpensive things that are going to complement your brand vibe and your colors and that are not necessarily too summery or too wintry, something in between. In general, um, a, a really great seasonless item is like a lightweight long sleeve t-shirt um, or some layers like a tank top with uh, a cardigan or some kind of little layering thing over top of it or a denim jacket. Those are all things that are very seasonless. And when Whenever I work on photo shoots for commercials and things like that, we're almost always dressing in really seasonless stuff. So jeans, toms, sneakers for shoes, um, little t-shirts, lightweight sweaters, and things like that. That's pretty much the kind of clothes that I'm always wearing on commercial photo shoots. And so I've learned from that experience that that's what I should wear in my own branding photos. 
Now, beyond the wardrobe, there's also a lot of little details that you want to consider. So um, this is, you know, something that you might not have thought about before is keeping your nails, your fingernails, clean and free of any polish. I, I wouldn't really recommend doing a dark polish or a red or anything too dramatic. I would recommend going with no polish or maybe a clear coat or maybe something really, really pale. My favorite would be Mademoiselle. I think it's an SE polish is the name of It's called Mademoiselle. And it's just like, like ballet slippers is another one. It's like a super, super sheer, super natural nail polish. And that's because you don't want your fingernails to be the thing that are popping in your photo. You know, you want people to look at your eyes and look at your smile or look at your dog or look at the product that you're showcasing or something like that. You don't want your fingernails to be the thing that are drawing attention. So, you know, especially if you're going to do any close-up photos with a leash or maybe you're petting your dog on the head and you're going to have some beautiful photos like that, your fingernails are going to be noticed. So make sure that they kind of fade into the background and that they're just um, nice and clean and well-groomed and don't have any sort of dark or bright polishes on them. Okay, now um, speaking of of these kind of details and drawing attention, um, you do want to kind of increase the amount of makeup that you wear. So you want to decrease nail polish, but increase makeup. And I know as like dog moms and people who work from home, if you're anything like me, don't really want to wear a lot of makeup. Um, most days I don't really wear any makeup because I'm hanging out with the dogs. However, when I'm doing a photo shoot, I put on more makeup than usual. And that's because um, you're outside, you know, maybe you're with natural light or maybe you're in the studio and there's artificial lights on you. It's all going to wash you out more than you realize. So I would recommend putting on a little bit more blush, nothing crazy, 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 but just put on a little bit more blush than you usually would. And I would wear a brighter lipstick than you normally would as well. Make sure to wear some kind of lipstick. I wouldn't recommend going lipstick free. You know, the natural look is a good thing to go for, but you don't want to wear absolutely no lipstick or no blush because you will, you really will look like, um, like a zombie. <laughs> no offense, everybody. Um, you know, natural is beautiful and I'm sure you're all naturally gorgeous. Um, but for your brand photos, we want you to look really lively and exciting and you know you want people to be drawn into your brand and drawn into your photos so I would recommend pumping up the volume a little bit on your blush and your lipstick throw on some mascara make sure your eyebrows are groomed how you like them and then as far as your hair goes don't do any super crazy hairstyles um, because especially if you're going to invest all of this energy and time and and probably money into a photo shoot you don't want a crazy hairstyle that uh, is going to really date the photos or that it's going to make it really obvious that you took them all on the same day <laughs> so I remember I did a photo shoot and for a while, um, like you guys know, I have a short pixie haircut. Um, but for a while I was into like pushing it up in the front. So it like stuck straight up like a teenage boy. 
Uh, and it's really, that's fun for like certain occasions. Not so great for brand photos because it's just, it's too recognizable. You know, it, it didn't really kind of lend itself to versatile photos. Um, every time I see those photos, I can tell that they're all from the same day. And it, it makes it really hard to kind of reuse them a year later or two years later. Whereas I have other photos that I can keep using for literally years. So you want to make sure that the photos that you're taking at your photo shoot are going to be really versatile and very long lasting. It's hard to find dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style. I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog-obsessed. Best-selling products from the Wear Wag Repeat Shop, like our Puppy Breath Candle, have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. Okay, so... Now, my next piece of advice, this is all in the prep work. I haven't even gotten to the actual photo shoot. This is all just prep work. Um, so I have one more piece of prep work until we get into the actual photo shoot. Um, this is a very important step. So I would recommend putting together a shot list. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically a list of all the photos that you want to make sure that you capture. So this is something that I think wedding photographers will do a lot. They'll have a little shot list, you know, make sure we get um, a photo with the grandparents, make sure we get a photo with the in-laws, that kind of stuff. Um, and they definitely do this on professional commercial photo shoots that I work on. There's always a shot list of what we want to capture. Uh, but I don't really think very many bloggers or small businesses think of this. At least every photographer that I have ever worked with for a wear, wag, repeat photo shoot, they all tell me that I'm the only person who ever sends them a shot list. <laughs> but I just really like to plan and prep and make sure that um, every little detail is thought of ahead of time because then it kind of it, it, it takes a lot of the stress out of the day of the actual photo shoot. So when you're putting together your shot list, you want to think about what you're going to be using these images for. So I mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, you know, are you going to use your photos for social media, for your website, for product packaging? Uh, are you going to make little printed thank you cards that you send out in all of the orders from your website? Or are these, um, are you a dog walker and you want to print out little cards for people to share to send you referrals? Um, you want to think about exactly what you're going to use these photos for and communicate that to your photographer. Um, so if you want something that's going to be a square for your social media, they're going to have to adjust their framing and adjust the photo to suit that. If you want something that's going to be a long horizontal that's like the header on your website or like on a referral card or a thank you card and you need something that's more horizontal with a big empty space on one side where you can put some text, 
that is going to be a very particular photo that they're going to have to take. You're probably going to want to pose in front of some kind of a blank wall or have some big area of sky next to your head or a big area of sidewalk or something like that where you can go and put that text or graphics in later. So you want to make sure to tell your photographer about all of that. You also might want to consider, do you need anything that's a very dramatic vertical? Are you going to be using these for Instagram stories or um, covers for live videos on Instagram or anything like that? Is there anything that you need a vertical for? So make sure that you're keeping track of what you want to use these photos for because it's going to really change how your photographer takes the photos. So you could be sitting in one spot on a bench with your dog and they could move the camera slightly to the left or slightly to the right and it's going to make that photo work for what you want it to work for. <laughs> so um, just make sure that you communicate with them exactly what you want to use these for. So that's in terms of like the layout of the photos. Now your shot list could also be something that's like, I want to make sure I get a picture of my hand holding the leash. I want to make sure we get a picture of um, the collar on my dog's neck. I want to get a photo of them with my hand holding a treat next to their face. Um, you know, whatever it is, um, you want to make sure that you just make a really detailed list of everything that you're imagining that you want and send that to your photographer. And then when you're actually at the shoot, um, you don't have to like look at that like it's a script for the day because hopefully you both are kind of familiar with what you want to get out of it. But I would really, really recommend that at the end of your photo shoot before you yell rap, <laughs> that you go through your shot list and just make sure that there's nothing really big and important that you missed on there because that's definitely happened to me. I'll go through my shot list at the end and we'll just have five minutes left and we'll capture that one little thing that we forgot to get and it just makes life a lot easier later on because you really you really can't go back and recreate a moment. So although you know maybe you're at a location that's just right down the street from you Think about all this prep work that you put into it, getting the photographer available, getting your dog in the perfect state of like a little bit tired, but not too tired. <laughs> all of these, all of these elements that came into play, you want to make sure that you get everything that you want in that moment and you don't have to go back later. Okay. So that's all like the prep work. I know I've been talking for like 20 minutes, <laughs> but that's all the prep work that I would do when I'm planning a photo shoot. I'm actually planning a photo shoot for this Sunday. Um, so I've already worked on a lot of this. So now talking about what we're going to actually focus on at the actual photo shoot. Um, I'm assuming that everyone listening to this is going to have dogs in their photos. Um, so I want to give you some advice on posing with dogs because I've learned a lot doing many, many photo shoots and um, posting many, many photos, sort of what performs well. So one of my pieces of advice is to get your faces on the same level. So you can maybe have your dog sit on a bench or maybe there's like a little like half wall somewhere. Um, you can lift your dog up and put them on there or get them to jump up on there. Uh, or maybe the two of you sit on a curb that could, that always makes for some like very cute photos or sitting on a stoop or something like that. If you get your faces on the same level, I think it makes for a really, really great photo. Um, it can also become a really great profile photo, and it's just really useful for a lot of things when you might have to get cropped in pretty tightly. 
So try to get some photos with your faces like right next to each other or really close to each other. It also just kind of lends itself to some some fun poses. You can hug them. They can give you a lick on the cheek or something like that. And it just makes for really great photos. Now, another thing that you can do in terms of your face positioning and your dog's face positioning is to get them on the same plane. So I'm talking about like uh, like ver- vertically, I guess, or like in, in space. Anyhow, you want them to be like equal distance from the camera. So if you're not a photographer, you don't have any experience taking photos, this might sound like kind of a strange concept, but your photographer is going to try to focus on something. So they'll either focus on your face or focus on your dog's face or focus on um, whatever product you're trying to highlight. And then everything behind that or further in front of that will be out of focus. So if you're trying to do some nice portraits of you and your dog together, you want to try and make sure that your faces are the same distance away from the camera so that the camera can be focused on both of your faces at the same time. And you can still have that nice blurred out background. Um, And that's something that I've learned from doing many, many photos. And I did not know this at the beginning of doing my blogging and Instagramming journey, but it's something I've learned over time. And I think it makes for really much better photos um, when the photo shoot is done. You're going to be a lot happier with the results if you just kind of keep that little element in, in mind. Now, another thing is that you want to make sure that your dog is looking at the camera and looking at the photographer. So while you're posing, you want to try not to make too many noises yourself. So when you're sitting next to your dog, you don't want to be going, Lucy, Lucy, look, 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 Lucy, look, Lucy, Lucy. Because <laughs> then Lucy's going to look at me and I want her to look at the camera and I want her to look at the photographer. So try to zip your lips and keep it quiet so that your photographer can be the one making all those silly, ridiculous noises and getting your dog's attention. You might want to bring along one of their favorite toys, like a tennis ball or some kind of a squeaker or a stuffed animal, or even just bring a treat bag that you can rustle. Um, You know, getting the treats out is like the ultimate reward, but sometimes I just use the bag to get their attention. So, um, you know, those are those are some a few little tips that I have learned in photographing uh, me and my dog together over the years. So I hope that helps you guys create some really awesome images. And just remember to be comfortable, be yourself, um, smile, laugh, feel free to like make ridiculous expressions because they're going to end up being really fun photos later on. So just just be yourself and try to capture some some candid photos as well while you're doing this. Uh, I think it's it's kind of a natural reflex for all of us to just sit and pose. But if you do some things that are a little bit more unexpected, I think that you get a really great response to them online and they just become really captivating images for your website as well. So after the photo shoot is done, you're going to have to allow maybe like a week or so for your photographer to process the images and deliver them to you. So while you're doing your planning and your prep and your scheduling, um, just keep that in mind. If you need 
a bunch of photos to post something tomorrow, this is not the route that you should take. <laughs> you should get out your tripod and your remote shutter and just take the pictures yourself if you need them for tomorrow. Um, but if you have some time to work with and you're planning ahead, um, you can certainly plan a professional photo shoot for your brand. Um, just make sure that you allow enough time for them to process the photos afterward. And then when you go to actually use the photos on your social media, um, one little tip that I want to share with you to, you know, make the most of them and make this content really last is to sprinkle them in throughout other content that you have. And maybe even you have some user generated content that you can use on social media. That way it's going to give a seamless flow to your social media and it won't make it seem like I had this one photo shoot and here's a big chunk of 12 images from that and then I had another photo shoot and here's a chunk of images from that. If you sort of sprinkle them in, I think it gives a much better user experience when someone is scrolling through and it will just make your, your brand and all your photos seem a little bit more authentic and, and more natural if it's sort of sprinkled amongst other things as well. So. I hope that this was a really useful conversation. I can't believe I just rambled on and on for like 25 minutes, but I have a lot of feelings about photo shoots. <laughs> And I hope that this was really helpful. I would love to see um, any photos that you take as a result of this advice. Or if you have any other questions that I haven't addressed on this episode, please feel free to reach out to me. The best way to get a hold of me is by DMing me on Instagram. If you're not following me yet, the profile is at T Mystic, T M I S T I C K. And of course, there's also the Wear Wag Repeat Instagram account. You can DM me on either one, and I would love to give you some more advice on taking really great brand photos. Now is the time when you want to plan photos for the holidays. Uh, maybe you want to put together a Christmas card or a calendar for next year. These things are all possible if you just start planning now and you'll have really beautiful photos that will last you a long time. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.